0: Hi, Andrew here, Um, just a quick message up top to say that the sound quality, unfortunately, on this one is not great in places. So Darren and I recorded and edited this podcast a while ago. And as soon as we were ready to go, uh, fake fog started to come out of the computer. And there was probably a huge magnet we wonder if this was a kremlin cyber attack but we're not sure at this point we're just asking questions so uh with all that out of the way please do enjoy and thank you
1: 250, your weekly podcast of the IMB's top 250 movies of all time, and sometimes the bottom 100 as well. I'm your host, Darren Mooney, and joining me as always well is my co host, Andrew Quinn. How are you, Andrew?
0: Sin dobre, Darren. am smash. I'm very good, Darren. How are you today?
1: I am deeply, deeply confused by the movie that we, we just watched. So, a little bit of context here, which, by the way, I mean, I should... I'm good because
0: I'm here with you, my friend. It's safe. <laughs>
1: It is a safe environment. We can trust what we can say here and everything like that. But yes, we are discussing a very interesting... That feels like... A movie that is perhaps interesting to discuss conceptually, if not necessarily a movie that is interesting of itself. But yes, we are talking about uh, Antoni Krause's 2016 we, Solent. We should,
0: we should say that if we're found in kind of unusual circumstances, that that's... It, it it was the FSB.
1: Uh, yes, it was because people didn't want us talking about this. Yes. We are talking about uncomfortable, uncomfortable subjects here. So yes, listeners may not be aware, just I'm kind of imagining somebody randomly turning on this episode and trying to make sense of this, to provide a little bit of context for this. Uh, the movie that we're discussing today, as we mentioned, is Antoni Krause's 2016 uh, Smolensk. Your hard drive
0: will probably be wiped out. <laughs>
1: Yes yes it will. Um uh, but it is a Polish movie and about the Pro. <laughs> the software that we are recording on as well. Uh, I'll make sure not to to meet any journalists and give them my number or else I will be found in a basement shortly afterwards.
0: I wonder if like when when Russians find these laptops do do they like install all updates first. <laughs> <And it's> like, <laughs> Before they this purge. is going to really annoy me. <laughs> it's like why is this person not updated this? It's like yeah. that's the hard part of the
1: job it's like once they've done the wet work once the body is like in the bathtub they're like this person just doesn't do basic maintenance on their laptop anymore unfortunately i do love the idea of like the conciliatory kind of cleaning fsb agent where he's just like yeah no no, no. I'm just i'm um, making sure all his software is up to date getting all his notifications you know wet wipes so. yeah yeah it's just like yeah you know he, he didn't text his mother back yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, very judgmental FSP agents, apparently. But yes, I'm sorry. I'm 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 getting ahead of ourselves. Um well it's okay. I'm getting
0: because, us ahead of ourselves.
1: It's okay because I'm fairly sure as we continue to talk about it, eventually some operative of some foreign power will come for our heads anyway. But yes, we are talking about it is a conspiracy thriller. Uh, about I the think, 2010 I think because
0: we're being glib we'll be okay okay i I I, <laughs> <laughs> I I hope
1: so but yes this is a movie that kind of came into the bottom 100 relatively recently i took a look at it and i said that looks like it could be an interesting one to talk about i went to the effort of like tracking down a dvd with english language subtitles on we sit down to watch the movie andrew checks his phone and says what did i say Darren oh, is, yeah. this, on is Netflix? this
0: on Netflix. I like <laughs> like the the I don't do research, but I I just like Googled it. <laughs> just... Do you want to watch it now on Netflix? I was like, Darren, is this on Netflix?
1: And then I did a quick Google to confirm, and it is in fact on Netflix, which is interesting, I think, as well, because the last time we covered a movie that is perhaps comparable to this one, and I'm not gonna suggest it's 365 days. It was probably thought you
0: were going to say. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, a
1: Polish movie. And-
0: yeah, Are you uh, talking about the the Ukraine one? Yes, Crimea. Crimea. The movie
1: Crimea, which we had to like find online. We had to like translate the text into Russian using like Google speech uh, speech we had Yeah, we and-
0: we had to we had to to turn our computer into a crypto uh, crypto uh, mining uh, device. Yeah, yeah. We had to we had to pay a casino.
1: Yeah, to watch it in there. It was... Um,
0: These are all actual things. No, they're like, yeah, Andrew's not exaggerating. It was
1: very difficult for us to watch Crimea, which was the movie about the... Russia's liberation of the Crimea Um, is what that movie was about. It was very much about how it stu- hard it was for Russia. Stu- to,
0: peacekeeping kind of humanitarian mission yeah. in, in Crimea to protect some of the people there from... Because a, they
1: have lives and rights, mm-hmm. Andrews they do
0: have lives and
1: rights um but yes so is this cool is this tone (laughs) like good (laughs) that's, that's what i'm wondering i am deeply deeply uncomfortable but yes so the i kind of figured this would be a similar movie because it is arguably related to a similar subject because an eastern european film it is a political film it is about an event that happened in eastern europe and it is also about perhaps challenging. It's a piece of propaganda. That is exactly it, yes. That is yeah. it in a in a nutshell. It's um, not
0: it's not pro Russian though. No, no, it kind of flips very much the other way. Yeah. Flips
1: the script, as it were. Um and that's why I thought it was interesting, was because it is it is very This was nationalist,
0: like like it it's yeah. That that's it, it it's just it's just a different
1: party, I guess, kind of pushing a kind of a different different narrative. And that's why I thought it would be interesting to talk about, it because it is it is a very much a piece of propaganda. Um, it is a movie that is, you know, like you could arguably compare it to something like, say, Oliver Stone's JFK, for example. It's
0: very very much reminded me of that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But I mean, arguably with a much more pointed political purpose yeah, and, and much more recent or contemporary Ol- events driving Oliver it.
0: Oliver Stone is a kind of a political outsider. Yeah. Somebody maybe who's like rightly or wrongly is at least holding up a kind of like a mirror and challenging kind of the the um, uh, popular kind of opinion. The, the, this movie coincides with, with Jaroslav um, K- Kaczynski's. Um, kind of uh, re-election. He was the, the, the yes. twin brother of Lech um yes. uh, Kaczynski, who, who 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 dies in this movie. That that's what this movie is about. But yeah, it's not a spoiler. Just just to, just to
1: kind of provide a um, bit context, it is about the crash on the tenth of April two thousand and ten, I believe.
0: Two thousand
1: nine. I Thought it was two thousand and ten, but we will go to the fact machine and check. To the fact machine. We really should actually double check absolutely everything
0: there will be a lot of fact-checking.
1: Yeah.
0: If, if you're a listener who
1: loves fact-checking, and we're back from the fact machine. Was it, it, was the, it was the 10th of April, 2010. Oh. Now, the film does jump back to like 2008 and 2009 to provide For context. For a yeah. yeah, yeah. And to provide a sense of like, to build it and bolster its argument. But basically.
0: I, I think I've confused myself a bit because I've been doing a bit of research around <laughs> <And>, um, <laughs> us. More, more of that later <laughs> in, in, in the and, podcast. Andrew, I've been looking at a lot of names and dates.
1: Yeah. Andrew has brought a board into the room and a ball of red twigs. <laughs> I'm very excited to see where this goes. But yeah, so basically it was a horrific uh, plane crash. Um, It killed... 95 people, including the majority of Poland's uh, ruling elite at that time. Many members of the party, many of the people associated with Kaczynski. Um, there's a, like, there, there will be articles in the show notes that I wholeheartedly recommend people read rather than taking our word or our expertise oh, on yeah. this. Absolutely. But there's a wonderful piece from Anne Applebaum in The Atlantic where she talks about like her husband was, I believe, part of like the Eastern European press tour. And like he would talk, she was talking to him about how many people he knew on that flight because it was all so closely integrated. And he came down to he even knew like the stewards on the flight. He even knew the the co pilot on the flight because it was all so much of these people working in the same circuit. The events of that day were absolutely tragic, uh, shocking to the nation, uh, an incredible outpouring of grief immediately when it happened, and then. Conspiracy theories uh, set in, as they tend to do after events like this. There began to be speculation that the crash also, had not
0: been, especially considering the context, like where yeah. it happened and who was in charge there. And yes, I guess so. Like we'll talk about that later on. Like a lot of this stuff isn't clear um, cut.
1: To be clear, like that.
0: Yeah. The, 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 my understanding is that 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 this coincided with the investigation kind of being relaunched. And they, they, that the the kind of that maybe conclusions haven't really fully been um, uh, arrived at w- one way or the other, which isn't to say that the any of the ideas kind of put forward by this movie are, are, are true either. Yeah,
1: I mean, like we, we should be we should be absolutely upfront about this to be clear. This is a very sore subject, obviously, for, for Poland. It's a national yeah. disaster, national catastrophe. It's a very insensitive
0: uh, movie. I think that's the problem that a lot of people have with it. By the way, yeah, this is a bottom 100
1: movie. Yeah, to be absolutely clear, it's not a sudden entry in the top 250. Um, This is a bottom 100 movie. But it's a it's a fascinating bottom 100 movie because it is... It's not a fringe movie. It is not a movie that like was released on the fringe and kind of circles around the edges. It's not like, for example, if you look at American movies, it's not equivalent to a Kirk Cameron movie or even something like a Dinesh Soja kind of movie where, you know, you, you see it in a, in a cinema somewhere and it doesn't rank in the box office ratings. This had its premiere at the National Opera House in Warsaw. It was attended by Jaroslaw uh, uh, Kaminski, the one of the figureheads of the PIS, the Law and Justice Party. Um, there were speeches given there by officials and key important people. Uh, it also had a special screening um, at what was formerly the Polish uh, Film Festival, which is the biggest film festival in Poland, the national film festival in Poland, a special screening held to celebrate and laud it. This is not something like uh, a quickly thrown together, circulated on the backlot DVDs. This was a big deal. And so seeing it come into the bottom 100 and seeing the extreme reaction against it is interesting because it's not a marginal film, which is kind of interesting as well, which I guess is something that we we will talk about when we talk about, like, Poland. Politically
0: divisive movies uh, generally don't tend to do well.
1: Yes, on on the 250. I mean, like, and and again, we, we should be kind of clear on this. Like, it's not... Like there's there's a long history of, of Polish cinema engaging with political topics, and in fact, actually, like the disaster in this movie happened while Kaminski was visiting uh, Katan Katyn to to commemorate the brutal murder of twenty two thousand Polish people by Stalin's forces, and we'll come back to why that feeds into the myth later on. But it's worth noting that there had been a film about Katyn released three years before the crash, released in 2007, a similar movie in some ways, in that it was a movie about a character, a female character, trying to dig into the official accounts of what had happened at Katin, discovering that those records were falsified and that they did not reflect the reality. But that movie has a 7.0 rating on IMDb and also, to be fair, reflects what is now the consensus agreement of the reality of what actually happened at Katyn where the Russians initially blamed Nazis for the mass murder and then in the 90s it became clear looking at official records it had actually been uh Russian forces it had been Stalin kind of given the order
0: yeah and it it was was like out of those 22,000 I I think most of them like 17,500 or something were like high-ranking Polish officers and intelligentsia and so there, it, 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 there, there are a lot of similarities in it, and also the fact that, that, that like that this movie is in a lot of ways about caitin, uh, um, uh, as, as well.
1: Well, I think I think that's kind of, and again, maybe it, we're it, getting there into There's certainly
0: equivalences drawn. That's
1: exactly it. It's I think it's more that it's using Katine. Yeah. Um, because I like we've talked about conspiracy theories on this this podcast before, and I think like I am naturally a skeptic, which is ironic given how much I love, say, the X Files how much I love Oliver Stone. But I'm naturally skeptical about conspiracy theories. Yeah, but you, you you
0: you 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 feel as as Richard, Sig- uh, sorry, as Stephen Segal does that um, uh, Vladimir Putin is a good man, He's yeah. a straight shooter.
1: Yeah, I mean you can take his word on absolutely everything. That's why I think Crimea is a masterpiece. The story of the Russian liberation of the Ukraine. No, that is not what I believe to be absolutely fair. Uh, but I do think that, like, you know...
0: Yeah, how do you, how do you feel about um, conspiracy theories in respect of, like, people who mysteriously die who oppose uh, Vladimir Putin, like, generally? I don't think those are so I, much, like, I, conspiracy theories. I, theory, I so guess we'll as, like, talk documented. about that later.
1: Yeah, I don't think those are, like, conspiracy theories so much as documented events, but... Um, no, 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 but the... the like, the The, the theory is
0: um, that, the, 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 sorry, that oh. they're approved or coordinated oh, okay. or perpetrated by...
1: Um, but yeah, so basically like, but I do think that the movie is drawing a kind of a clear connection. I think like when we talk about conspiracy theories, you have very astutely pointed out that the the wonderful thing about conspiracy theories is that sometimes they turn out to be true. Yeah. I can't remember the context that it was, but you specifically mentioned like the Gulf of Tonkin, which was a conspiracy theory that like, that had been used as a justification for further intervention in Vietnam and it had been exaggerated and lied about. And everyone's like, oh no, 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 no. And then it turned out, Yes.
0: I'll, I'll discuss one later on, which is difficult to kind of um uh, conclude on. But well, I'll 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 discuss a few. I'll yeah. Discuss maybe t- eleven. I like I'm just gonna, like setting a limit. It's like yeah. in in
1: in, in, in total. No, Fewer than ten and no more than twelve. <laughs> that that's the deal that we have here.
0: Um. Yeah. Where where the 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 issue about things like um the Gulf of Tonkin, or I think we spoke recently about um. The British government's collusion in um, loyalist oh, uh, paramilitary yeah. forces in Northern Ireland is another one. But those, those are in the context of countries that um, keep information secret and then release it after a certain amount of years. Yeah, I think the situation in Russia is a little different.
1: In that Russia will never release any of that information. Yeah,
0: I mean they they but they, they will eventually. I mean they they reveal a lot of things about Stalin, for example, like in, in the nineties
1: yeah. after the, the fall of Berlin Wall. Yeah, or even be during
0: been? kind of um, the the in oh, yeah. in, 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 in the eighties with like Glasnost okay. and Perestroika. Oh, okay. And they even even in the time of Khrushchev, there was a kind of a challenging of the legacy of um, Stalin. I
1: think. Yeah, and I mean, like, I think what makes, what makes. The movie that we're talking you about today. It's only
0: going to be around like like until twenty forty five. Like in, in, <laughs> in charge
1: Or is it twenty thirty two? I mean, you say that as if the rules were can't be extended again. <laughs> I mean, wasn't he supposed to be gone? When would, when did he become prime minister?
0: When like there was great theater in it. There there <laughs> that how he came in, and was like I'll will um, I'll, I'll, I'll I'll take on this mantle. Like whatever are we going to do? Um, oh.
1: Oh, I guess I'll have to step in. I'll have to. Uh, yeah, yeah, reluctantly. It very
0: much felt like that. That it was the the that he he kind of feel that he he had done it out of duty. Um, to sorry, extend his um, anyway. Sorry,
1: but but to bring it back to to the movie that we're talking about today. Uh, sorry, Small No, no, no. The, like all of this is related, and all of this is context, and all of this is why I'm quietly like. I was interested in this and then I like sat down to research it and then began to slowly dread it. But yeah, it's like the, the issue with Smolesk is that it's become this kind of, it is a conspiracy. It's been described in some quarters of Poland as a religion. Um, It has become a subject a that sect. is set in the film itself. They describe it as yes, as a sect, uh, as a believer. And it's, it's become this thing that is kind of larger than life where you have this huge division in polish society over it and you have this big debate about how best to represent it in art like you have like Yasaka damas a leading street artist said that he was unable to find a gallery willing to display his installation of steel sculptures of human figures with targets on their chests you have this idea of you know the, like all this sort of stuff where there's a, a satirical comic book that you know made references to anti-Russian mania of those who blame the Kremlin for the crash and that couldn't get published either on the other side of the political spectrum. This movie that we're talking about today couldn't get funding from the government which at that stage was not uh, the PIS, it was uh, Donald Tusk's kind of central party, couldn't get funding from the government in order to support its its production and so I had to reach out for donations from private individuals. And there are questions and speculation in Poland about where that money came from. Conspiracy theories about conspiracy theories. Yeah, it's,
0: it's interesting the kind of situation in Poland, the sort of isolation, I guess, of it, in, in, in the sense uh, of um, distancing itself from Russia and trying to kind of unite, you, sorry, unite with other NATO um, allies against Russia, but at the same time um, falling foul of Brussels.
1: Yeah, I mean, that. that's, again... It's, we're, it's
0: we're, very kind of nationalist, isolationist stuff.
1: Nationalist, isolationist, while also kind of collectivist, like, trying to form a very specific power block. Like, again, I, I kind of want to talk about this when we get in later on, but the movie itself is fascinating because it's, it's a movie that is, like, us against the world, but us united against the world, but us right. united very specifically. Like, only a very specific subset of us. The movie, like, the movie is paranoid about almost everybody outside of poland it is very much like oh the russians did it and it's like we want to send a message to the european union that we in these states are standing together and that we will not be dictated to and you have the same thing with like that there's a like at moments the film's like oh nato could do an investigation to the crash and that would make the government quake but then they go to america and they're like Ah, but the the American press seem to see what's really going on here, but the American government they know what happened here and they won't tell us because they're afraid of how we'll react to it. Um, like there's a it's it's that interesting tension of like all conspiracy theories like to tie together to form a national myth uh, to like bring and unite people together, but also against a threat that is obviously Russia. But it's also nebulously everything else as well, which is interesting. Like it's an interesting tension I kind of found within the movie. Uh, and again, not, not to kind of jump in. I think like, is there anything else you want to say kind of broadly about the movie before we jump into talking about it with spoilers? Just kind of like as a brief introduction.
0: Um it's, I mean it's bad. It is bad. <laughs> it is a very
1: like, outside of the question of whether, like, how accurate it is in terms of spreading conspiracy theories, uh, how poisonous it possibly is politically well, it is a bad movie
0: well I think the the idea of it isn't to be accurate I think it yes. is to get kind of like an idea out that there there is kind of like an alternative and that, that, and that that is a a a, uh, a piece of a piece of propaganda because it it's it's kind of um, it creates that sort of solidarity. Um, and
1: validation crucially as yeah well. like
0: ar- 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 around kaczynski
1: like i think this is something again maybe it's a question best saved for later but one of the interesting things about this movie is that it's that thing about conspiracy theories where i have just watched this movie and i know what its central thesis is i know what argument it is making about exactly what happened but i'm also watching this movie and i'm like wait Is it also suggesting that all this other stuff happened as well that would seem to be contradictory about exactly what happened? It's a movie that, like, it doesn't tie... It ties itself to a myth of what happened, which is that the crash was intentional and a conspiracy and covered up. But it also seems afraid to alienate any sect of conspiracy theorists by saying, Oh, all of the things that you're saying are absolutely valid. There is no single true event, true account of what happened. It is possible that there was dynamite on the plane before it happened. It is possible that there was possibly like magnets or interference on the ground that prevented the pilots from pulling up. It is possible that the wing exploded kind of ahead of time. Steel birches. Yeah, it is possible. Yeah, that, okay. Well, I think they are mocking the idea of steel birches, I think, to be fair, aren't they? (laughs) Yes. But but like... I, it, it's that thing where it, it doesn't even have a coherent armoured birch trees armoured birch trees which is and I, I did a google that is a term that is used in conspiracy subculture and like that's what I find fast. it's not advancing a single narrative it's more advancing a counter narrative or a rejection of the official narrative which is it's something like about conspiracy theories that's interesting because you know that statistic that like once you believe one conspiracy theory you are more likely to believe other conspiracy theories, even those that directly contradict the conspiracy theories that you actually believe. So you can believe multiple contradictory things about the same events, as long as they run counter to the standard narrative. So you can believe, for example, that 9-11 was an inside job. You can also believe that it never happened and all the workers were abducted and taken away and are living in witness protection as long as you are willing to question the program or question the, like the narrative, yeah. you are open to anything that supports more your skepticism than your preferred yeah. version. Of and fantasy.
0: there's all this kind of evidence of the, um, our suggestion of the mafia involvement with the, uh, in JFK. Say. Yeah. Oh, but, but, the, but there, but it was they're, also they're, the, the government it was also in CIA industrial and Fidel Castro. Yeah. And yeah, yeah,
1: it was everybody. Um, but yeah, no, like that—that that stuff I find fast, and I think that's reflected here. I think like, okay, let, let's jump into the into the three questions. Andrew, do you think that uh, Smolensk belongs on a list of one of the of the one hundred worst movies ever made? Um, Yes, yeah, yeah.
0: I, 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 I think that. Um. um it there, there there's something very unsophisticated about creating um i suppose in in, in about creating these sorts of movies that su- um support a um uh, a, a political narrative or movement i don't mind so much the conspiracy theory side of it. if if it's respectful of families which this isn't um, but what I what I don't like about it is, is that it it it's a it's a piece of um uh, it's a very specific piece of political propaganda that's linked to kind of the the um leading party in in in, in, in Poland at the time. Um, yeah, like I think are still in charge. I uh, believe uh, they are as of two thousand
1: nineteen. I think.
0: Yeah, yeah. They're, mean, like, they're very they're buddies now with like Hungary.
1: Yeah um and again like again victor it,
0: orban and,
1: and all that like again it, it's notable like this pandemic is...
0: has been very good for him and and what i what i mean is not that victor orban has started making sourdough, it's <laughs> that it like it, it, you know eliminated more c- kind of civil liberties um, and increases um is in his party's own powers so um yeah it, it's it's um, it's it made the most of a crisis
1: I mean, like, that. that's the thing. Like, that's the thing is that it, this is a, a pure piece of far-right propaganda. And again, you know, and, and you see a lot of the hallmarks of it in terms of, like, universality. Like, we talked about... There's,
0: there's some subtlety to it. We, we, we talked about this with Crimea. Yes. How, kind of, Crimea gives um, the other, sort of, side of the conflict to... Or, or, or of the... Um, narrative narrative so that you don't feel that you're being indoctrinated yes
1: like, like the most main of character this character here begins with a character who is skeptical of the conspiracy theory yeah like, it's the journey of a journalist who accepts like the idea that this was a horrible accident it's weird because she accepts
0: her. it but she's also being like pressured into accepting <laughs> it
1: by the most evil like one of the greats like you know one of the like I love how the movie signals that the the character pressuring her is evil he wears a nice jacket. He has a handkerchief in his pocket at all times. He is bald and he sits in a chair and is unpleasant even when people are agreeing with him, uh, yes. which, is, which is remarkable. He's just not a nice person. But yeah, like this is a this is a, a far right kind of movie. This is and like it's interesting. Again, I, I worry that like I compare based on my limited pool of knowledge. But I think when we talked about like left, well, behind, I can't stand nationalism. What
0: I can't stand nationalism. Like I I, I, I don't mind kind of uh, uh JFK so much because it it's it's a sort of um it's uh, at least Oliver Stone has this idea of a, a like a deeper more sophisticated patriotism.
1: Yeah. As opposed to just like jumping right on into using it as an excuse to bash the reds or to like to vilify an external opponent. Because this is yeah this is this is very much kind of like part of that. It is an attempt to create a national myth and us versus them. And like, well,
0: it's, whether whether it's a myth or not, it, it's yeah. it's it's a it's a victim narrative towards political ends.
1: That is exactly the point I was going to make. It's that thing that I associate with um, when we watch left behind. It's like
0: like we have it here with kind of like stuff against the Brits.
1: Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. I mean. Not to the same extent, I would argue, and not to the same degree. No, but it, no, but, but, it, it is, but, but it's a in lot the playbook. That, and it informs a lot of the nationalist kind of rhetoric and philosophy, yes. Yeah. Um, and I think what's... yeah, like When we talked about like Left Behind, the Nicolas Cage movie about the rapture, we talked about how like one of the interesting things about like those kind of faith-based movies in the States is that they frequently seem to be narratives of victimhood, um, despite the fact that they are coming from a group with a significant amount of influence oh yeah and it's interesting watching this because this is a movie that is as you pointed like, out uh, like came we're talking out about
0: overturning rover v wade yeah and then you have like texas and miss and sorry that's a whole other rabbit hole <laughs> to disappear talk about texas and mississippi <laughs> kind of uh recent cases and the supreme court's kind of view yeah. of them but
1: uh, there's an upcoming movie starring John Voight that will helpfully touch on that. I promise. Oh, wow. Yeah. So baby
0: Geniuses Three.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. <laughs>
1: but like, yeah, no, I, I like that. It's that victim narrative, which is is like makes it particularly unsettling because they won. Like, like the the PIS, the Law and Justice Party, like won. They cultivated this narrative. And they harnessed it. Can I? Can I just ask? Have, have we done super
0: babies at this point? Yes, super babies will so have already come. Is out. So Is the John Voight movie um, Kahuna has finished <laughs> with the with the orphanages?
1: And is now moving backwards. Now he's regressed.
0: To, yeah, he's now trying to protect
1: babies in the womb. In the womb. Um, that's. That, and and John Voight is some poor liberal. Uh, who, liberal who democratic also, Who also who wants, talks?
0: But they don't have anyone to talk to.
1: They have little radios. That's the premise. Um, but yes, okay. <laughs> Thank you, Andrew, for that pitch. That has now been greenlit. John Void is now starring in this uh, Baby Geniuses. Yeah,
0: there's like a whole lot of pro-life people who, who listen, listen to um, this part of the podcast and they're like...
1: That's a great idea. <laughs> the Secret of the Emperor's idea. Womb. Baby Geniuses and the Secret of the Emperor's Womb. There we go. That's the pitch right there yes all right um damn it i should have gone with womb raider because that's also a john Boyd movie it is a john Boyd movie. damn it um anyway but anyway my, my point is though yeah it, it's the the victimhood narrative of it which is particularly unsettling and it's just a bad terribly made movie so yes yeah i think this definitely belongs on a list of the worst 100 movies ever made and second question andrew is this one of the worst 100 movies you have ever seen
0: Yes, yeah, yeah, not not bad movie. either. it was boring. I kind of <laughs> didn't want to watch it while I was watching it. Yeah. And...
1: I am sorry, by the way. I thought it no, was no,
0: good. no. <laughs> it's it's fine. I think it, like it's important that we cover these, uh, regardless of how bad these
1: episodes will be. <laughs> I I love, I love that it's like it's important. It means something, man. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Because people are listening to us. If it's for... on the list, <laughs> it gets covered. Yeah. Um. Like I do love the idea of people. People should not listen to us for our takes on Eastern European politics. To be clear. But yeah,
0: I would... Yeah, maybe lis- listen to it and then kind of like do your own research <laughs> and stuff.
1: Read the show notes, uh, which are populated by people who know much more about the subject. But like, that's the thing that, yeah, it is, I would also agree. Um, it is, it's like, it outside of the whole odiousness of it, it is a very boring movie with no clear structure, no yeah. clear rhythm. No real kind of driving central force outside of hammering the same point over and over and over again. Take a drink every time somebody says, was it Armoured Birch Trees? Take a drink every time our heroes are close to getting a crack in the case, but the person that they're talking to disappears or commits suicide. Uh, yeah,
0: I have, a, have a pickle as well, though. Yeah, that's what you, you do in in Poland and in Russia when you're drinking vodka. You 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 eat like while 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 you're having shots.
1: Uh, just to kind of keep things going. I mean, like yeah. that, like there was a point where Andrew got up, I think, to to go to the bathroom in the middle of this, and I was like, oh god, this has been an insufferable ninety minutes. And I paused, and the movie had run for forty minutes, and there was an hour and twenty left, and it like it. And again, it's like propaganda. It just, it doesn't extrapolate its argument. It just keeps hammering the same point over and over again. Say what you will about JFK. uh, And I feel bad that JFK is the constant point of comparison here. But JFK is a well-made film. It runs three hours. Yeah. But it is visually interesting. It is structured surprisingly compellingly. Uh, The way in which its narrative unfolds is interesting and twisting and turning.
0: I liked it as a child. And that maybe that's a rare sort of a thing. I think I was into that kind of thing anyway. But but that's like it's difficult for a movie that's seemingly as boring as yeah to, it, it, the to, courtroom.
1: They're most like it's a movie about like proving that there was a cover up. You know, it's like like yeah. the insider. It's that it's that sort of thing. Like oh, I, the
0: insider is very boring. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I don't think I was able to watch that as as like a teenager.
1: Um, uh, I love by the way that Disney like after the insider came out and made no money. Disney kind of shrugged their shoulders like I guess that really wasn't the four quadrant hit that we thought it was going to be
0: we're talking about the movie Russell Crowe
1: Al, uh, Al- yeah, about yeah, the yeah. cigarette industry yeah. um, notably one of the last times Disney tried to make a movie like that uh, they're like yeah kids just didn't turn out It, I mean it had Russell Crowe it had Al Pacino cigarettes what what more Christopher Plummer want? that's it exactly you know when you want to, we a pr- called a the plumber yeah, they did they called the plumber as Dee says <laughs> As du, thank you, Andrew. All right, and then final question: Knowing that the movie is available on Netflix, would you recommend that listeners pause the podcast and stream Smolensk to a local device?
0: No, this may be one of the things that make you uh, like consider canceling your Netflix. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because it's like the proliferation of crap um, on on that um, uh, 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 streaming service. Yeah.
1: Yeah, well, that like I that's why I was surprised to find it on Netflix because it is like as controversial as it is, and I know you know Netflix obviously has like its own secret sub- subsections. Netflix obviously had like three hundred sixty five days, which was controversial and all that sort of stuff. But this is yeah, I don't know. I was surprised. I was honestly surprised to see this on Netflix, which is why I ordered it online. As it, a DVD. It, presumably,
0: though, it, it's it's country specific. So it probably turned it off in certain places, right? Like, like Russia. And Belarus, maybe. <laughs> um.
1: <laughs> but yeah, possibly. Um, but yeah, no, I, I just, I, I I, find it interesting. I, I would not, yeah, I agree. I would not recommend watching it. It's bad in every way that it is possible for a movie to be bad. It, Yeah. I mean, it, 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 it would be. In every way, the word bad can be used. It can be applied to this, I think. It would be it would be good to recommend
0: some kind of um documentaries I guess about I mean there's um there was uh, a National
1: Geographic one from a couple of years ago if I remember correctly let me get the name here cuz I drew it up um which was Death of the President um Oh no yeah who have been accused that was the one that was accused by uh, the ruling party of being pro-Russian propaganda Okay so
0: maybe don't watch that one either <laughs>
1: Well, I mean, it was probably accused of being pro-Russian propaganda because it didn't settle on... Well, they were all murdered by Russia. Right, right. To be fair. Um, but yeah. So but yeah. if
0: you want anti-Russian uh, uh, kind of um, uh, content, there, there there, there, are a lot of kind of good documentaries on that. I can't think of the names of any of them. I saw a good one, I think it was on a BBC recently about FSB, um, the, who who are the, 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 the current kind of... Secret police, um, basically. Yeah, for, yeah, the, 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 the new KGB. <laughs> Putin's <laughs> Guys.
1: <laughs> I, I love that you make it sound like it was a rebranding. Like, they had a little meeting and they're like, yeah, we just need to... Like, the, the term KGB has some, some weighty and uncomfortable kind of weight around it. We it's need like, to, like, um, shed that.
0: The KGB has no involvement with this operation. It's like, I thought you guys broke up. That's what <laughs> we wanted you to think. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um... We even kept the last
0: initial. Yeah, it just turns
1: around. Just the first just two. Just the FS. Just the yeah. FS. Um, all right, then. All right, then. With that in mind, then, we'll segue neatly into the spoilers. Spoilers, spoilers, <laughs> <laughs> I like that you didn't wait to get that clean, but I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, don't worry, I'll try and edit around it. So, Andrew, what is Smolensk about for you? Um, It
0: is about. Using the, um, the specter of, um, uh, real, uh, Russian malevolence as a, um, as a pretext to kind of drum up, um, uh, national, um, feeling in, um, in Poland for the, um, support of the, um. Or is it justice and law and justice? Or law justice and justice and law. party.
1: It's yeah. a great name. <laughs> <laughs> you know exactly what they're about. You get it from the name. It is yeah. the PIS, I believe, is the actual party name in. College. If there was a party
0: called like, um, like the, 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 you know, the love and peace party, <laughs> I, I would imagine they would be like guilty of the most horrific. <laughs>
1: Right? <laughs> it's yeah, nobody nobody suspects the Law on Justice Party because there's
0: a country called the Democratic something. Yes, you have to be "democratic" <laughs> in the name of your country to distinguish yeah. it.
1: It's like no, no, it says it on the sign here. <laughs> I mean, like yeah, like that. That's one of the interesting arguments that has been made about like the the kind of the conspiracy theories around smilesk is the idea that you know. Well, first of all it exists as part of a larger reckoning in eastern europe about yeah. like what happened during the War. There's nothing far the fetched War. about it by the way.
0: I don't, I, don't, I don't think I, like I'm I'm not against per se the idea that what what has what's being suggested happened happened. It's it's the it's the ends to which it's been directed towards.
1: Yeah, and the very clear like manipulation the service of it and the way in which it's framed and positioned as a victim narrative as well and the way in which that plays as as you point out as propaganda like it, it's not skepticism because it like no it's not cynicism yeah, yeah that like that's that's the interest and thing about it, and i guess this is a nice segue into talking about that because that's that's the thing that i find interesting because right? one of the and again one of the interesting arguments about modern russia that i've read and i wish i could remember the source whether it was the intercept whether it was foreign policy or whatever but one of the big arguments that was made about like putin's foreign policy is that Obviously, during the Cold War, Russia advanced an ideology of communism as opposed to capitalism. That was the, the driving force behind the Cold War. And Putin, obviously, nowadays uh, has decided that the way for him to influence foreign politics is to embrace a rejection of ideology rather than a counter-ideology. So the way in which he influences politics isn't to suggest anything positive. Isn't to suggest anything alternative. It isn't to support one party over the other, even for the purpose of pragmatism. Yeah, but it's it's also arguably nihilism as well. Like it's it's not that he like all the conspiracy theories about Putin say wanting Trump to win, which he probably did, but it was more just that whatever happened, he wanted there to be chaos in the United States. That sort of thing. Yeah, like yeah. it wasn't as if they sat down and they had a meeting. Certainly weakens.
0: Yeah, you know, like uh, um. The status of the uh, like, the international influence, the credibility, yeah, the, the, uh, the hegemony internal... kind yeah. of has certainly yeah. been challenged since then. To yeah. the point where 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 it kind of a um, U.S. China sort of um, and and the the uh, good thing for um, Putin as well is that like strategic focus has went away from Eastern Europe. Yeah, but you had that this week with the, the sorry. Long time ago, whenever <laughs> this was recorded, with the AUKUS, the Totsaki AUKUS, I like it. In, I approve.
1: Um, uh, uh, between France and the U.S.,
0: right? I, I, well, yeah, it, Australia, U.K., and U.S. kind of like setting up their their own kind of uh, deal for uh, nuclear submarines, leaving France out of it. By the way, I have it is seemingly have some pretty good nuclear submarines, but um, <laughs> but. Um, the, yeah, and and but 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 it being very clear that they're kind of moving out of the Middle East, moving out out of kind of um, uh, some of their Eastern closeness Europe, with with, with Europe, strategic partners in Europe. And focusing and, on the Pacific. Yeah, yeah. So um, it, the, the, the yeah, it's it's um it's it's interesting stuff. Be, be, but be, be, but sorry, just just sorry.
1: to so to avoid getting kind of violate there. Just like the thing about Putin that I find interesting is the argument that he. Like, his influence, like, is primarily around negation and, count, like, countering ideology rather than proposing any alternative ideology. Right. So things like encouraging people to question, within the United States, that the whole election stuff, where it's, like, he doesn't necessarily want to convince people that uh, Trump is right or anything like that, or that, you know, that sort of stuff. It's more that he wants to convince them that the system is broken, that the country doesn't work, that democracy no longer functions as an ideal, and that the, like overarching myth or consensus on which society is based is a lie and to bring it back to this movie. That's a very compelling message though in these days. Oh it is I mean understandably like when democracy and capitalism haven't worked for people in the way that they have failed to work for people in the past decades that isn't like it's easy to see why that resonates Um, But
0: but back in the days of ideology it was something that the Soviet Union used as well is that is 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 that the the um America is not a country marked by its successes but marked by its failures yeah. and, and, and and appealing
1: to like African American groups and stuff like that but yeah. like that was predicated on the argument that like yeah but communism will be better because you will be treated equally as opposed to just no it the system's broken your country hates you burn it all down right, it yeah needs to, you know, everything needs to die and to, to, like why I'm bringing that up in the context of this film is that Watching it, okay, the movie advances, the movie's central conspiracy theory is the idea that I believe is it from International Operative 1, an instruction is given to the radio tower at Smolensk to instruct the plane to land, uh, to fly down to a height of 50 meters, and that causes the crash, and like, that is signposted from the opening scenes, where you see the air traffic controller coming out of the air traffic control building, lighting up a cigarette, perhaps inappropriately, we don't know for sure, and saying, "What have I done? Why did I follow those orders?" And then you see it happen at the climax. That is the well, movies
0: we we know from. Um, what was what 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 was the the movie that we saw recently where they had no 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 smoking on the on the um, And tarmac on, yeah when um oh god i'm very sorry
1: <laughs> all right darren is cycling through his head to see what it could possibly be um it wasn't breach um it wasn't um it wasn't all about eve it was all about eve yes yes it was you're right actually that,
0: so just confirming oh, that that was inappropriate smoking
1: that was thank you very much eve uh for that yes it's when they're driving and, and yeah yeah that, that makes sense um but i want like to the like so it, it proposes that but that's throughout the film it's more interested in knocking down the official narrative and again so much of this is the classic conspiracy theory stuff of just asking questions Where like they're doing the press conference with the like with the the aircraft the 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 crash investigator and he's like we didn't find any signs of tnt in our initial report and the question is wait are you saying there wasn't tnt and his response is we, we can't say that we know for sure that there wasn't we just didn't find any traces it's like wait are you saying there was or there wasn't and there's all this kind of constant like nitpicking and kind of like picking at these ideas and the central narrative and like demonstrating the gaps in it but not really filling them with anything because stupidity yeah well okay that's a fair point but like because like again you, you look at the conspiracy theories around the crash and they include Absolutely everything. So the idea that A, was the fog secretly generated oh, by yeah. Russia? fake fog. Was fake fog sent out? B, were there giant magnets on the ground? Was that, that mentioned in the movie? It wasn't, but I think it's implied in the sequence where he tries to pull up a cat. There's a moment towards the right. the crash is happening where the pilot realizes ahead of time. Because, and again, the movie is very clear, the pilots are the heroes here. Everybody on that flight is a hero. Nobody made a bad decision. Uh, and absolutely no... Like, any attempt to blame them is, is victim-blaming and is an attempt to, like, put this on the dead heroes of, of Smolensk. Uh, and that's an understandable reaction. But, like, you have, like, the sequence. where... Try- it's a possibility. It is a possibility. Sorry, I, I, it,
0: I feel like I'm... Like, I think the, the, the problem with Smolensk is that it was inconclusive and there seems yeah. a reluctance to kind of um, hand over... A lot of the the details of the investigation, like, which is a bit suspicious, uh, because of what we know about, um, or or what what at least we um, could quite fair. reasonably um, uh, uh, conclude, or or at least suspect um, about Putin, that 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 we can kind of go into a little bit if you want.
1: Well, no, I mean like that. That's the thing is that like, and we should like. We should be candid here. The reason why uh, conspiracy theories grow in darkness and they grow in holes and they grow in things that are unexplainable or unaccountable. That's why conspiracy theories are appealing because they make sense of things that appear to be senseless. So like JFK, for example, right? For some people, like it is scarier to believe that a lone nut with a rifle in a book depository could kill the most powerful man on earth So you invent a mythology around that that says, no, actually, there were bigger and more powerful forces at work. There is a system that controls the world. The world is not chaos. It is not arbitrary. It doesn't happen by chance. And the thing about Smolensk is that, like, for all that, you know, personally, I don't believe any of the conspiracy theories. Um, I suspect that the conventional narrative of events is what happened. I In Smolensk? In Smolensk. Um, I do not know that for a fact, and I look at it and I recognize that there are holes and gaps. There are things that cannot be explained, and things that I understand people feeling uncomfortable about. It's so also things... about
0: kind of questioning the source.
1: Yeah,
0: and also like, but it's not all like... of the information that we have is from. from now yeah. I don't think, I feel like I don't think Putin is going to do this i i've 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 i feel like there there there's plenty of re- reasons to suspect that a lot of people who have been killed have been killed with uh putin's approval or or, 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 or say so like, uh, the, the, like we're uh, talking
1: in wider context we're not talking about just specific Yeah specific yeah sentences. like, we're about like, like, like
0: the, um little, like uh Dennis Voroninkov is in exile in uh, the Ukraine um and uh was 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 murdered he was a critic of of of, of putin boris ne- nemstov political rival he, he, he was kind of one of the people believed who might kind of succeed yeltsin yeah. um which it was it, uh, yeltsin was instead succeeded by putin we'll talk a little bit about that later on boris barisovsky tycoon he was kind of a, me, a, a member of the inner circle he died in very mysterious circumstances there, there's um, journalists like Stanislav Markelov, Anastasia Barova uh, Sergei Magnitsky who was in, investigating tax fraud um, a lot of these people are, are like sh- shot dead within view of the Kremlin yeah. as well and they, 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 there's uh, another journalist Natalia Estimarova and um, uh, Anna Poliskaya was a, a journalist who a, a, a lot of people were aware of. I think it might have been partially that that led uh, Alexander Litvinenko to uh, uh, blow the whistle and go into exile in London, where he was murdered. Um, uh, Alexander Litvinenko, Sergei Yushenkov, and Yuri... Um Shako Shokin, and apologies if this is boring but i feel like we, should, no, we ought valid. to be yeah. n- naming Abs- these yeah. people Absolutely. were the um uh politicians and in the case of lithianko Lit- Lit- for- former fc uh for- former um um fcb um uh, uh operatives who, who fcb fsb fsb i beg your pardon Sorry. who who um Part of what they maintained was that the nineteen ninety nine apartment bombings, where there were more than three hundred deaths, and one thousand injured, but he's related to Chechnya. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. Okay. This was part of the pretext for invading, um, uh, uh, Chechnya, and it's another is 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 another conspiracy theory. The thing about it, the is, Gulf of Tonkin and that sort of exactly, is. and it, it's it's what got Putin kind of into the presidency. Was his his his, his sort of intervention? To it. Yeah, a few things about that. One is sorry now, like because oh. I find this stuff interesting. Gennady um, Selesnyov uh, made an announcement three days before the bombing in Volgogradsk that there had been a bombing in Volgogradsk. Um, another and, and 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 another thing that happened at the same time in kind of September of that year in nineteen ninety nine. It was found that the FSB had planted devices in Ryazan that were found.
1: Where's Ryazan? It's
0: in in, in, in in Russia. Okay. So this was going to be a fifth um, uh, 1999 apartment bomb. Oh, okay. Which were pinned on... On, um, on Chechnya. Chechen kind of um, uh, Islamist militants. Um, and yeah, Alexander Lifianko specifically blamed FSB. And he w- was a member of F- FSB at the time. Um, for um, the nineteen ninety nine apartment bomb- bombings, and 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 that and that this was a kind of a false flag, to
1: to get uh, to justify intervention the, and then to yeah. solidify his his kind of political bona fide.
0: Exactly. So the the, the, the of course, like none of this is um, provable or substantiated. If anyone that, were to kind of prove or substantiate it, they would likely be murdered. So, <laughs> um,
1: the, so the, listeners, the, keep that in mind when you listen to future episodes. Yeah, but,
0: if you feel like you've cracked it, <laughs> yeah.
1: just keep it to yourself. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, make sure you put no, it on an external hard drive that uh, synchronizes with, with email addresses of Guardian but th-
0: that that that's... Uh, now I I don't it it I find it I find it hard to believe um that um Putin would um organize this because I I I don't know how um Putin would um
1: manipulate like, events from this well, oh, okay.
0: maybe may I mean I, I don't I don't think it's necessarily well, good for Tusk maybe yeah. it is.
1: Well, that that's the big thing. Then again, I mean, like the movie's it, not exactly. It's very subtle.
0: irresponsible in in the way it kind of portrays Tusk.
1: Yes, because it it shows, and again, it shows Almost that. Almost as if
0: he's kind of
1: like. A patsy, like he's yeah. he's, a, he's a sleeper agent or whatever. Like, because the movie through archival footage to be clear, yeah, shows it's very things.
0: jarring kind of mixture of yes, of, uh, archive footage in this movie
1: and and kind of fictionalized, uh, like specifically shot for the film. But yeah, Tusk comes up repeatedly, but always in the... Con- almost always. But I think there's one sequence where he reads a short speech. It's,
0: it looks like a quizzling. Kind yes. Yeah.
1: He's always standing beside Putin. There's a moment from the scene at the wreckage. And it, it's notable because this was a big moment in, like, Eastern European relations. It was the moment where they both visited the crash site. And Tusk put down flowers and was actually crying, which is a sane response to something like this. And Putin hugs him and everybody, like at the time, this was a moment where it's like, that's a rare showing of warmth from Putin and was generally seen as a possible moment that could signal a thawing of relations between Poland and Russia. We should note, by the way, that like after the event of the crash, like Putin, like made very dramatic statements about how tragic uh, it was. He aired, he made sure that Russian television aired a service Uh, And a memorial for it that evening. And they even screened the Polish movie Katyn, the movie that we referenced there. Mm. The movie about the uncovering of how Russia lied about the murder of 22,000 Polish people uh, under Stalin's orders. He aired that on Russia's most watched television channel uh, in response to this loss as this moment of solidarity. Um, but, like, it feels really weird that then all this stuff is contextualized as, oh, no, Tusk is, is Putin's toady. And like, I, there's I, there's I a sh- moment where Putin and Tusk are walking together and it's like, what language do you think they're speaking? And, like, it's like maybe German. But the obvious implication is, what if Tusk is a Rusky? What if he's speaking Russian?
0: Yeah. I, I, I should mention, by the way, that the, the, the list of 10 people... I had there, it came from the Washington Post, which I believe is an organ of Yankee propaganda.
1: <laughs> that, that, thank you, Andrew. But like, that, that's the kind of like thing about it. Like, and to be clear, like I started earlier and I should I should finish on this thought, but it is the, like, there are, there are holes and gaps. There are things that are difficult to explain about that plane crash, just like there are things that are difficult to explain about any tragedy on this scale. Um, So, for example, like, the movie makes a big deal of, like, the sealed coffins for the victims. Uh, And I don't think the movie makes a big deal of it, but there was a long-standing issue in Poland where there were multiple exhumations of bodies. And they discovered that bodies had been incorrectly identified. And it was a huge, ongoing, embarrassing public scandal that, like, kept the wounds open, understandably. And it's horrible and it's tragic, but it's also, like, understandable when dealing with an event of this magnitude. There are all these stories about, like, people... Throughout the film, there's all these stories about people who commit suicide around the event. And again, suicide is a tragedy and often is inexplicable to the people who are left behind. And what's interesting is the movie kind of perpetrates... The movie makes a big deal of having characters say, Oh, these people who committed suicide. They were so happy and friendly and outgoing. And there was no indication that they were unhappy. And the movie's implication is, oh, well, they didn't commit suicide, they were murdered. But, like, there are... Many psychologists will argue that when people have reconciled to that or made that decision or reached that conclusion, they do present as happier to their friends and family because they have made that decision and reached that point. And that's not to belittle or diminish the tragedy of suicide for everybody left behind or the fact that you have these questions that you, you cannot answer. But, like, I find it, like... One of the most interesting aspects of this movie is that unintentionally it kind of illustrates how conspiracy theories work in that it shows you why conspiracy theories are appealing because it says, hey, this thing happened and it's horrible and it's senseless and there's no reason
0: for it. It's even more horrible in this movie. Yeah. There's a scene where they, they, they superimpose a whole lot of mobile phones going off on the crash site.
1: Yes. Incredibly tasteless. Incredibly so tasteless. Fast. I think both of us went what when that happened.
0: Yeah. Um, it's just such poor taste. Yeah,
1: and, and like you, you have this thing like, and this, this is the thing where the movie, like this thing where I say the movie doesn't commit to any conspiracy theories. There's this whole big thing of they won't let us see the bodies. Um, And that's, probably because the bodies are horribly mangled and unrecognizable and asking you to see the bodies or showing you the bodies would be a way of re-traumatizing people like there's no benefit in asking somebody to identify a body with no identifying marks on it except to show them a body that doesn't have identifying marks on them but the movie the movie brings that up repeatedly and like what is the inference there is the inference that the bodies were fake or planted or is it simply again to undermine like the the central myth is it like is it just to undermine the narrative events and say oh they're they're just you know you can't trust them they don't know they don't know what they're doing.
0: There's an interesting thing in that we 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 hear an old man singing a song where, yes. where some of the lines are we don't know the truth so there is no moral to the story. Yeah. And yet this is this is a movie that feels like it kind of um, that it certainly has a moral. And it's maybe trying to be cute about it, but it's fairly unambiguous.
1: It's that just asking questions kind of aspect to it. It's the, oh, no, 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 I'm not saying anything. I'm just, maybe just being sceptical. I'm kind of being, uh, you know, that sort of stuff. I mean, that's, but that's also the, like, when I say the most interesting thing about this movie is that it kind of explains conspiracy theories. That's, that's, that line there is why conspiracy theories exist. is like the idea that we don't know what happened and we can't impose a moral order on what happened because it was random and arbitrary and the universe is cruel and our lives are just like paper blowing in the wind in the face of these cosmological forces or these random events, or these things that we cannot predict. So conspiracy theories are stories that we tell and they allow us to impose morals on it, like that's like that song feels like it is meant to be like, oh look, we're we're all banded together and we're all realizing that like this has a meaning and this is this this is what really happened, but the song also makes the point very critically that like the way of constructing conspiracy theory here, the way of tying it into myths around Kaczynski, so things like though tying it to his attempts to forge. A kind of like pan Eastern European collective identity with the leaders of five of these like states that were horribly affected by Russia during the Cold War, that were like dominated and subjugated by Russia during the Cold War, and standing up to both them and you know the kind of like Western powers. Like, because there's a moment where when Kalinsky's delivering his speech on the steps, he's
0: saying Ukraine is next,
1: yeah, but he's saying what well, the line here is we're telling the European union our region will matter. And it's like, you point to like the relationship between Poland and Hungary. Like that feels like a, a kind of a veiled way of doing that. It's like, this is the new national myth. We're not just this. This isn't just important for us and Russia. This is important for us and the West as well. This is important for us and outsiders in general, mm. you know? um. So like it, it feels like, as you you mentioned that quote, it feels like an attempt to impose a moral on the story, if that makes sense. Yeah. 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 Um, Which is, sorry, very bleak and very depressing. Um, But yeah, and then like, yeah, the structure of the movie, which you pointed out at the start as well, which is like, it begins with a skeptic. It begins with somebody who like doesn't believe this stuff. The main character is a journalist. Her mother um, is like horrified at her daughter for like, you know, you didn't pay your respects to the former president. What are you doing here at the ceremony? You're just gathering footage? Why won't you listen to me? Why won't you show respect? And what's interesting is that throughout the film, and again, this is arguably because it's a right-wing conspiracy, it's a very conservative conspiracy. It's interesting that you have all the older generation like believing this stuff. It's like when they when you do see like people in the outside world who do believe the official version of events or do believe that this was a horrible accident. They're like teenagers who are chanting in the streets, who are protesting Kaczynski and stuff like that. And then you have an old man coming up and saying, no, 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 I'm not saying anything. I'm just asking questions. I'm saying we don't know what happened. And you have the kids being like, shut up, old man, and kind of beating him and pushing him down. And you have like the same thing with the reporter and her mother, where the reporter is this young, like progressive face of New Poland. And I think you mentioned this and it's something that I I think the film hints at without actually saying, like the female journalist aspect of it, where she's meeting all these men and she's going to nightclubs and bars with them, dancing
0: with them, man.
1: dancing with them, crucially. And one of them, like, and again, one of them that is pushing the official party line, one of them that's introduced to her by the mysterious figure she meets in her in her boss's office is like you work all the time you you ever talk about anything that isn't work and pulls her out onto the dance floor um, and there's this kind of uncomfortable insinuation about the idea of oh she's a she's a woman journalist and she's being kind of seduced because she goes home to her boyfriend and her boyfriend's like are you meeting men again a female journalist you know are you out again with men in bars and it feels he's a
0: cameraman yes yeah, it has a kind of a Bass before he lost his hair kind of vibe.
1: <laughs> but yeah, like, uh, by the way, a uh, uh, small thing I noted overlapping, like, it's interesting to draw the points of overlap between this and Crimea, gratuitous sex scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, comes out of nowhere, sorry apologies for that, but like, has like no relevance to the plot. Serves absolutely no purpose. It is strange, yeah. Because, uh, you, no, you, you hear, ask me, you, who is that? Like
0: you hear a plane crashing.
1: You you do like you hear the the noise of plane engines in the background, as if to suggest that like even in sex this thing is kind of building in the background. But there's there's no purpose. I think you ask me, who is that? Like
0: what? yeah,
1: because it it's incongruous. She she flies I, off the stage. It States. kind of
0: felt like there were the like he was maybe her son or a housemate. <laughs>
1: As fair, as opposed to her cameraman. And again, it, the, the whole thing with her relationship with the cameraman feels like it's...
0: Oh, definitely not, like, her partner. No.
1: No. Um, and, like, the thing is that, like, that all feels like, oh, the journalists, they're all in bed together. Which, again, is one of those myths of, like, right-wing propaganda, is that they...
0: She does seem like his mum, because she kind of, like... Wakes him up and says, oh, um, make sure you don't miss today. that thing on the television. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, And
1: you're working with me today. Like, it's yeah. like, yeah, clear your schedule, young man, you're cleaning your room.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, um, and, and get some more milk.
1: <laughs> Picks him up while you're out. But like, yeah, and like things like the fact that like it, the whole all the journalists are in it together kind of stuff where her boss who runs the station is like he's providing footage to foreign journalists that are just critiquing. Like, the K- Kaczynski and, like, the PIS and stuff like that. Like, there's the moment where they have this talking head who only ever appears on television with a beard. And, of course, he's wearing a suit that doesn't fit him. But he's he's drinking water. But he's always shot like the water is, like, scotch or something. He's always kind of swishing the glass on the air and sorry, as he talks about how, you know, oh, those crazy conspiracy theorists, you know? I mean, ah, they don't know what they're talking about. There's this, again skepticism of like the liberal media which you see a lot in the persecution myths of the american right as well where it's like oh yeah those those elitist kind of you know corporate progressive kind of stuff working on the coast out of touch with the real america which i found again fascinating in, in kind of like establishing a national myth perhaps or is trying to establish a conspiracy theory theory mythology perhaps hmm all right, uh, in terms of, of uh, Smolensk, is there anything else we do anything that we
0: haven't discussed or anything coming out at you? Let me see. Um no, I don't I don't think I have. Um oh yeah, there there seems to be a scene where the the, the ghost victims of Smolensk are meeting the ghost victims of Katchain. And yes, I I, I found uh, that like really kind of um um sort of exploitative
1: i mean like that's that's the thing is that you have uh, kaczynski kind of like he has this big speech about katan and he is addressing the camera he is cognizant of where the camera is in the scene he's staring through the camera at the audience and and i think this is something you hinted at back at the start of the conversation is the idea of like the appropriation of that story of Katyn the terrible thing that happened in Katyn because that is that is one of the things that about the crash that kind of stuck with people was that like you know the, the, these people had been traveling to this ceremony where Russia was acknowledging this horrific thing that had happened and then this other horrific thing just happens to happen as well but the way in which the movie draws the false equivalents where like when he's talking about Katyn he's obviously also in the movie's parlance and it's veiled wink wink Ah, uh, uh, see what we're getting at here he's also talking about Smolensk as well he's talking about oh the terrible things that the Russians have done to us and have covered up and lied about and how that lie was the foundation of an old decadent broken Poland and how the truth which only you can see will be the basis of a new modern Poland like I, that, that's really crass i say as if i'm surprised but it is like that's the like even more than the ghost victim stuff i found that really crass and vulgar
0: Do you know, there's a problem in this movie as well um just briefly is that the reporters are ourselves like you don't you like them nor nor know why anyone would like talk to these pests <laughs> ever yeah
1: Yeah. Well, i mean like they have the moment where like the pilot is being like the pilot's family they're saying don't talk to them they'll just use it anyway or the moment where like the, the kind of the friend of the general is like, look, I'm not gonna talk to you because you will just twist it round. You'll just twist my yeah. words.
0: She meets the family and then uh, and then puts out the, the story that that you know, that that we have that, that that the general had been drinking and that he had bullied the...
1: the pilots. And I mean like and what's interesting is I like I wonder how much of the like I did some preliminary research on this. So, like, there are throwaway lines to things like the fracas in Georgia. Um, and the fracas in Georgia is an incident that happened a couple of years beforehand where uh, members of the ruling party forced their way into the cockpit of an airplane and demanded that the airplane land in hazardous conditions. They were overruled by the pilot then. The pilot was washed out of the Polish Air Force. Um, he apparently suffered alcoholism afterwards. The co-pilot, uh, who was much more pliable, who was in the room, was much more agreeable, was the pilot during the Smolensk disaster. And, like, the movie doesn't provide that context. No. It just says, oh, you're talking about the fracas in Georgia. That, that's completely unrelated. Like, it's so... Like, this is the thing. I'm wondering whether, like, there was stuff here that flew over my head. I'm wondering how you made sense of it watching it. Like did any did any of this really make sense or did it feel inside baseball? No, like
0: like I I I, I um I th- I think I think it it made sense. I don't I, I don't think it was especially confusing. No. Okay. All right.
1: But I was kind of wondering like does it feel like it's something that's designed to appeal to a base that already agrees with it? Um or is it designed to convert people? Cuz it does have that like the narrative of feeble-minded. All All right like that is one of the big arguments in Polish politics at the moment is like the tension within the law and justice party between the hardliners uh, who are committed to this kind of conspiracy theory and there's a story of the general who was appointed at uh, sorry I, I'm gonna drag up the name here and I apologize for mangling it um, but it is uh, Anthony Messerwitz uh, and I apologize for mangling that but he is he was an extremist member of the party. Who has like long held the idea that like the protocols of the Elders of Zion are plausible documents?
0: So apologies to him if we mispronounce his name. Yeah, we, yeah, I feel like that's very important. <laughs> we should say we sh- we should pronounce his name properly. Yeah, out of respect <laughs> for this distinguished for this statesman. Anti-Semite.
1: Yeah, like I mean, I and mean, when the party was elected in two thousand fifteen, um, the sorry the um, uh, Kaczynski made the promise and sorry, the, the Kaczynski's twin, um, made the promise that he would not be appointed to a senior position in government. Um, and then he immediately kind of broke that. Um, he basically kind of appointed him um, to like defense and to foreign policy. Apparently he went to the US and the first thing he did in his meeting with US state officials was to demand that they hand over documents about the crash. And like the US, uh, like the US administration, the Pentagon apparently said, Uh, expressed widespread concern about the minister's mental health um like it's insane how fundamentally kind of like tied together that is and there's some debate about like the future of the law and justice party where you have somewhere i think between a quarter and a third of polish people who believe this but you have half who don't and there's a question about within the party about whether or not they need to appeal to moderates and I wonder like, does this feel like it's an attempt to court moderates and try to bring them into the extremist wing? Uh is that what this is doing? Is that what this feels like or
0: Yeah, I mean it's 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 maybe balanced enough in some respects, but the reaction to the movie has yeah. been fairly clear.
1: Yeah, that that's fair as well. All right then I think that about then wraps it up. Unless there's anything else you want to talk about, anything we haven't discussed or anything jumping out at you in terms of this movie?
0: No, no, nothing nothing that I can think of
1: just how shoddy it looks um yeah yeah it
0: look it, it looks very poor they, they they there's there's a lot of kind of and the performances are are, are are um like uniformly bad as well
1: yeah um and like it's just it's people having conversations in spaces and in. i shouldn't rooms. say
0: that there's probably smaller kind of rows where they don't have to do much and they're fine um
1: But yeah, no, it just, yeah, it's it's a terribly, it's incredibly boring. It's incredibly dull. It's incredibly lifeless. It reminded, and again, like, sorry to jump back to Left Behind, but even sequences, it keeps cutting back to the flight and it keeps showing you things in the flight that don't really matter. Mm. So things like where he's on the phone and he's like, uh, the phone cuts off and it's like, do you want to call him back? And it's like, no, I said what I needed to say. And it's like, why are you showing us this? How is this relevant to anything? Uh, shots of the pilots in the cockpit. Uh, again, very much reminding me of Nicolas Cage in Left Behind. Um, but yeah, just just dull. Dull and terrible and propagandist. Alright then, so that about then wraps it up. But uh, before we do, what we normally is we ask each other to recommend something for listeners. Something we're enjoying at the moment. So Andrew, what would you recommend? Whether related or unrelated to the movie that we have covered. Um...
0: I'm I'm going to recommend another John le Carré book uh, <laughs> that I that I recently finished, um, The Russia House. Um, Ooh, and that
1: had an adaptation with uh, Sean Connery and did. Michelle Pfeiffer.
0: Uh, screenplay by Tom Stoppard.
1: So this is like the perfect storm yeah,
0: for you. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. And whatever reservations I have about Sean Connery, he is very, um, uh, charismatic, and he. But de- you guys
1: to say, is, le charismatic?
0: yeah thank you Andrew. you're welcome um so um yeah no I'd recommend that yeah it's with Michelle Pfeiffer and um uh, Sean Connery it's it's a funny kind of both the book and the movie are an interesting kind of time capsule because they're written kind of in the dying years or uh, written and released in the dying years of the Soviet Union um so it, it's, 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 it's interesting that kind of, um, and, and it's very much kind of aware of that because the whole idea is, well, the um, was
1: a pragmatist, like he was a pragmatist when it came to that sort of stuff, right? He didn't, he, like after the cold war, he moved on. He didn't kind of latch on to,
0: well, he, he, he was kind of, um, at some point after the, the, the fall of the Soviet union, he felt that he mightn't really have anything to write about anymore. Because he, 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 he had kind of thought that he was going to do um, novels that, that, that weren't about espionage kind of earlier in his career. Like, his second novel is more sort of a murder mystery, but with George Smiley in it.
1: I like that. Yeah. Kind of Nick He's the
0: Sher- Sherlock Holmes, essentially, of,
1: of... Of that story? Yeah,
0: yeah. Okay. Of, of, a, of a, call, a, um, uh, a Call for the Dead and... Um, uh, think um a murder of quality yeah oh, or okay. are, are essentially kind of um sure um uh, smile, smiley as detective yeah
1: okay all right then um in terms of recommendations from my i also
0: recommend th- those oh, more 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 so a call for the dead which is great
1: right uh in terms of recommendations for myself because like this is polish cinema and because like it's notable the last two polish films we have covered on this podcast have been 365 days and this, and I feel like maybe we're not giving Polish cinema a fair shake. Last year, uh, shortly before we went into lockdown, uh, the Dublin Film Festival screened Farewells, which is a 1958 uh, Polish movie, uh, which is a story that takes place before World War II and centres on basically like a love story between a man and a woman as things are falling apart and they run off together into the countryside. Uh, I absolutely loved it. I found it a deeply beautiful film. Uh, it's recently been restored you can probably find it online um, or available to buy it's it's well worth seeking out uh, also Cold War which was the big Polish film uh, from 2018 uh Paweł Palawski's uh, film very successful movie really really beautiful uh shot in black and white absolutely stunning to look at wholeheartedly recommend that and obviously because we covered them on the podcast before um and actually three one Colours. Of the three colors trilogies uh one of like one of our most popular episodes is Three Colors Red, which I have I have no idea how or why, but I'm glad people enjoy that because uh, it's one of my favorite movies, and also Three Colors Blue as well. Three Colors White I can eh, take or leave, um, because I I I have no sense of fun apparently. But yeah, so those are those are what I would recommend if you want to purge the memory of the two fifties trip to Poland from your uh, recent memory as well. All right then, so uh, this is coming out towards the end of things. I have no idea what we're going to be covering next week, so I'm just going to throw out. Let's say we're going to cover Ratchasan, the the Indian movie that just that's been on the 250 for the past two years. I've been staring at, and I've said we should probably get around to eventually. Yeah. yeah. All right, deadly. And you didn't make that up. Absolutely. That's definitely a movie that exists. All right, take it easy, guys. Bye. Thank Thanks, you, Andrew. guys. Bye.